Babes! It's the Wildness! With Tiff and Manda! Whoop! <laughs> Hello everyone. Hey. So Panda is pouring her drink. Yeah. Swala la la. Yeah. Drank. You're better than me because you did it before we started. Yeah. No, I went. Get it, girl. Because I didn't want that on the on the podcast <laughs> like Tiff's out here. So guys, hello, 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 hello. Hi. Um, my name is Tiff. And I'm Manda. And this is the wildness with Tiff and Manda. Yeah. Not Tiff and Miss Fifi. No. <laughs> or, or Tiff's mama. Damn. The wildness with Manda and Tiffy mama. <laughs> so. That's no, my favorite name for no, a it's, it's not my, my my favorite name for the podcast is The Wildness with Tiff. Well, boom. This just happened. I have no more edges left. No more edges. But Panda, yeah. we're going to do our segment. Yes. And what's our segment called? What's popping with you? What's popping with you? What's popping with you? What's, what's popping with you? So, Amanda, what's popping with you? Bad thing, right? Oh, we start with a bad thing, yeah. Yes, because you know we, you know we have to end on a high note. Also, because this bad thing is quite deep. Aye. Aye. Bruh, Panda took a serious L, yo. Like, I won't go into details about what it was. Although Tiffy knows, because Tiffy's my bitch. Yeah, Tiffy's yeah. a bitch. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, no, Tiffy's her bitch. Okay, yeah. So you can't talk about your L, but yeah. So it's almost like a project. It is a project that I've been working towards for at least four months before i took the l and you know that whole like they call it woo woo twitter do you know what woo woo twitter is <laughs> what's woo woo twitter <laughs> You're like, like manifestation twitter um, like like spiritual twitter like yes. manifest is it like the one where you retweet that buddha you're gonna get some cash right you know it's like i didn't get the money, didn't money though, but you know so it's like woo woo twitter is like spiritual twitter you know manifestation twitter and so i was doing that for the four months being like i got this though like guys tiff is ignoring me because he's tapping on the phone i'm, I'm, tra- I'm like, trying to do my what's popping with you good damn can you Okay, impromptu. so can you just be impromptu? Okay, oh damn, okay, all right, okay, yeah. so woo woo Twitter, <laughs> and you retweeted the Buddha. Yes, I should but have gone and liked it and been like, <laughs> see, Panda. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, when you, if you really, uh, because you become invested in a thing, the yeah. more you do it, yeah, or the more you're working towards it, and you just, you want the energies of the universe to kind of align. So you're trying to be positive, you know, you're like, I got this, like. Yeah. And you're like, it's coming together for me. Babes. Yeah. You're like, the universe got me. Yeah. All these full moons, I'm out here. Yeah. Like, you saw, you saw like a mango fall the other day and it was a good sign. And right. Like, you start you picking know, up things. Exactly. Yeah. And then Panda got the L. I was shook. Bruh. I think mostly because you're like, oh my God, why was I like, because I was so positive. And by the time you've, because Panda had been a while, hey. Babes, like four months. Bruh. So, panda was shook panda is less shook now um also because i was in a situation where i could have been highly triggered because mm-hmm. of the owl that i took mm-hmm. but i actually wasn't you and I, I was cool i was cool like but, you came out of it yeah or but coming Al, out of it yeah case. but owls are hard man bruh i just so disappointing and it's almost like grieving right you have to it grieve a, you have to grieve the loss that you of were something preparing to yeah. receive into your life yeah and the universe was like <laughs> It's a hard ah, no from us. No. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were like, swat you. Bruh. 
Yeah, bro. So that that was my that was my bad thing to pee. Is that your bad thing? Yeah. Gosh, bro. Panda Panda took a big ass. Out. It was big L. Not, dude. It was a big. No, it wasn't a small. L. It was it not was a small. A no, that was not one. a small. L. No, no. Like no. I think because even with your L, not to give away too many things, I think one of the conversations we had had was. Like what? What? Like if you do take this L, like will you be alright? Yeah. Because like, cause and initially I think by the t- when we had that conversation, you were in more of a, if I did, then it'll be fine. But then that was like a few months, like I think like a month or something before, and then when you progressed and things, and it became like more of a real thing as opposed to this. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Because you become invested. Because you're like, I cool, cool, I cool. Do- and you start even like seeing yourself in that. Exactly. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my. My thing, yeah, my bad thing, my bad thing is I also took L's, but yo, dude, mine came one after the other, bah, bah, and me, I have me, I very no shy. I'm gonna tell you what I took L's for. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm not panda. Me, I'm not coy about this. Let me even sit nicely so I can be upset. Get a girl. <laughs> so right, Tiffy's been you like see her body language. She's like, bitch, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Well, as as me and my couple, as we say, whenever we start a story, what happened was, was. right. So like Tiff and has had meat. Huh? At the SWAT meet, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> stepped on my white shoes. I know it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, but like, so basically, Tiff had had this time <clears throat> where um, doing a lot of shit, right? Right. Um, yeah, and Tiff was days doing a lot of shit. Though. Yeah, bruh. Like, but this time was like just a lot. Yeah. So, um, I've, I'd been doing this, and this thing, I'd actually calculated how long I'd been doing this process for. It was mm-hmm. a, the Ashoka Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Number one, why I'm slightly bitter about this L is. <laughs> I didn't go looking for this L. Right. I did not go looking for this fucking L, right? This L slid into my DMs. Sanjana, shout out, love you. Thank you, Julie, for putting me onto this. It's actually quite an honor, like, to right. be like this Ashoka Fellowship. They take these people and where so you're like... So they kind of headhunt you to apply. Right. So they headhunted me right. to apply. I didn't even know I was applying until the third interview. Really? Bruh, so basically, I calculated... Is that the intent- one where you were like, this person is like trying to Skype me? And I yeah. don't know what the conversations are about. You remember that like six yes. months ago, right? Yeah, and that was, was a long time ago. Babes. So Damn. basically, fast forward six months, like three first three interviews, I didn't even know I was doing interviews. I yes, was doing stretches like, during one of the interviews. Then, you know. And we were talking about how Woolworths delivers. Woolworths delivers. I did not know Woolworths delivers. They do. They do. I've ordered from them before. Thank you. Now I know because of this When interview. I had a two-person income household. Oh, nigga. Oh, nigga. <laughs> now I've got one. Now I'm like, oh my Tiffy's God. a student. Oh, maybe that's my bad thing. Yes. <laughs> my income dropping also. Like, another, another time. Anyway, um, so basically, it's been like six months of doing this thing. Like, not only, like, interviews, but also constantly thinking information, constantly being grilled about holla. Grilled. Like, I have unpacked my baby in ways that I did not even know. Like, even my mom helped at some point. Like, on a flight to Limpopo. She was just like, oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) These questions is deep. On a flight to Limpopo. I think we were going to Limpopo. Or we were going to Mpumalanga. Guys, I don't even know anymore. So, basically, right? Oh, my God. Oh, that time back when mom came and you guys went away? Babes. Babes. By that time, I knew. I knew I was being interviewed. Please know that I'd spent another month before that not knowing I was being interviewed. Anyway, fast forward, like, six fucking months. Basically, six fucking months of giving blood, sweat, and tears. Well, yeah, I have blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, okay. Well, um, and I then have a four-hour interview. Do you know what a four-hour interview is like? Do you know what the first question was? No. Tell us about your childhood. Bitch, out the your gate. Your childhood? My childhood. I'd be like, what do you want to know, though? Bruh, they wanted my whole childhood. Anyway, four hours wow. later, blah, blah, blah. Please know at the same time, I'm traveling for work. We'd gone to Ghana. 
Oh, that's a, that's my good thing. We'd gone to Ghana. Right. Anyway, whatever, the travel. <laughs> that's my good thing. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Um, So we'd gone to Ghana. Um, I, at the same time, uh, as I don't know if you've, we've said this on the podcast already, Tiff's gone back to school to do psych. Yes. I got have. tests. I got assignments. Um, There's one assignment. There's one test that was happening basically, I think, two days after I landed back from Ghana, and which was the day after I did this big-ass interview. So yeah. six months later, I do this big-ass interview and they call me at 10 o'clock that night. The interview ended at 7. They call me at 10 to say I didn't get the fellowship. I was like, International School of Fuck You Guys, right? <laughs> anyway, fast forward. Yeah, because my tip was like, Like, I didn't even have time to think because I had a test the next day. I'd barely revised because I'm in and out the country. I'm doing work. This fucking Ashoka interview had taken up like all the fucking time in the world. Blah, blah, blah. I do this test. Tiff gets shown her fucking ass. <laughs> goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> Dude. I'm laughing now, but I was like, oh my dude. god, dude, is falling apart. Me what and Panda were supposed to meet that day, guys. Can we tell you? Me and Panda were supposed to meet that day. Tiff walked out of that test and was like, babes, me, I need to go drink. I can't come to your house because if I come to your house, I will just cry. Yeah. I would, I'm like, I just, dude, I will tell did you, you what I got. Did you cry at all? Oh, yeah, no, when I came out the test, I just burst into tears. But you I had no shame. Like, yeah, oh, luckily I know where all the apps on my phone are, so yeah. I didn't need to see them to call my Uber. <laughs> Me, I went to Rosebank and I drank. Me, I drank. Uh, I went to, to my favorite bar. Where did no. you go? I went to you Katsy's. Katsy's. You know Katsy's take care of me. Yeah, I walked they in. Do take care they of looked at me. Because like, I went oh, with one of my, my What's It mates. Because she found me getting into the Uber. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. bitch, get in. Let's go drink. Because <laughs> she came out like a little bit shook as well. I know she passed, but I know she didn't pass as well as she wanted to. Yeah. Yo, we went to Katsy's. I walked in. I love Katsy's so much. They're like, do you want your wine? I'm like, I had a shit day. Yeah, They're like, we'll I keep it coming. Oh, babes, they just kept it coming. And then eventually, my sorry, I stumbled home. She was like, you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm drunk and I'm just taking L's. <laughs> like, no one wants me. Ashoka don't want me. Psychology don't, don't want, want me. Oh, it was such a fucking mess. Oh, I'm sorry, Bobby. But anyway, so me and Panda were taking L's. We held each other through these things. We did. Of like, dude, yeah. we, we had we two days worth of conversation. We one another. Babes. We had like two <laughs> days worth of conversation where we just kept being like, Panda, how can we take so many L's? In Seriously. Our we were like, we're, we're so great. Like, <laughs> fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with what? Fuck you, psychology. Damn. Yeah. But yeah. But psych is hard. So, bitch, yeah, you could have warned me. I didn't. Oh, Satan. I'm so sorry. Oh, Satan, get behind me. Like, okay. The, like, we, Tiff just thought she'd waltz into psychology. Because I'm like, I've got a master's. I mean, I'm a bad bitch. Right? I'm like, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. I'm like, okay, they wouldn't let me go straight into honors. Fine. I'll just go into undergrad slay. And, heh, heh, heh. was like, oh, <laughs> you clown and boo. Like, you clown, you clown and boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you. New I'm degree who this? <laughs> New degree who this? I was like... Guys, that's what you should name this podcast. New degree, hoodie. Yeah, no, this is yeah. Okay, so what's your good thing, Panda? What's your good? My thing? good thing is that. Okay, so oh, I, I just I just put wine all over my face. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. So keep taking. Else. I had a dream. <laughs> oh, <sorry. babes. laughs> you see all these out. <laughs> I had a dream about my ex boyfriend. Okay, and not not an ex boyfriend that I've spoken about on the podcast. Oh. No, no, not uh, that one. Panda, I thought I knew all your ex. No, this one is like. We dated when I was in high school. We, oh my God, we met at the zone in Rose Of course. <laughs> and we were, we were mall ratting. <laughs> and I was doing promotions with um, this girl that I went to high school with, who was my friend at the time. 
And him and his friend just came up and were like, what up, ma? I mean, they didn't say what up, ma. I'm pretty like, sure they probably did. They probably did. <laughs> <laughs> the 19-whatever version of yeah. what up, ma. <laughs> so he came with his friend and they were like kind of hitting on us. And so I got it. And he was super cute. So Panda doesn't like light-skinned boys. Panda racist. Panda likes... You need to stop calling me racist on my own damn podcast. <laughs> Every two seconds, you're like, you're a racist. You're a racist. So, yeah. So, he was one of the light-skinned boys that I dated. Mm-hmm. And he was really cute. And he was a great kisser. Nice. But he was he was a fuckboy. Like, in, even before fuckboys became a fuckboy, he was like that boy. Mm-hmm. And so, we broke up. Um, but then I saw him, like, I think a year after I finished varsity. And I was like, oh, hi. That's good, though. Oh, my God. He's... Tall, tall, like like a slender, muscular build. Oh, yeah, and he's no, I got get that. Mm. Tattoos for days. I was like, God yes. yes. Yeah, so oh. I was like, oh, yeah. So I was a god now. Yeah, so I dreamt about him the other night and I was like, I'm gonna send him a message. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just gonna be like, what up? Mm-hmm. And he was super nice. I was kind of expecting like this, you know, the fuckboy attitude. Like, yeah, like, oh, uh, hey. Oh. But he was so, he was super excited to hear from me. Oh, nice. He was like, oh my God, you still look so amazing. Damn. Was, I was like. <laughs> Guys, but those boys can't be trusted. Though. No, they can't. The ones who know when to say the right things. <laughs> they, like, they grew from being fuckboys to being those who you're like, God damn. Exactly. So I'm just like, oh. Okay. And he looks his picture looks very nice. Mm. He's got he's got he's got a nose ring. Yeah. He's, he's Can like, you see him? He's like an alternative you, boy. Not an alternative. Okay, I'm 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 a pull up the WhatsApp. Like would it be weird to put him on no, we can't put him on the gram. Can we put him on the gram? No, we can't. No, can't put fellas on the gram. That's yeah. Weird. So that's my good thing. Like reconnecting with my ex boyfriend and he was super mm. nice and we had a really cool conversation. Nice. Where's he based? Um not actually not far from me, right? Like Santony. Oh, he's. Oh, I areas. just meant like Joburg type thing. Oh, yeah. I, I thought Joburg. you were gonna be like Limpopo. Like, no. Also, why would someone from Limpopo be doing it the zone? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe people. now they've moved to Limpopo. People move to Limpopo. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. Gosh. Okay. Tell me your good thing while I search for this homeboy. Uh, my good thing is the traveling I've been doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, like it was fun to go to the Frida Board meeting. Um, nice. And to go to Sri Lanka. Tiffy was in sh- How do you say it? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Not Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. No. Sri Lanka. No. 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 Like Don't Sri be a hater, bro. Like, why, why are you looking at me like I'm stupid? Ooh, I'm not looking at you. I'm not even looking at you. But yeah, <laughs> she got to ask. <laughs> and then I um, also got to go to Ghana, which was really nice. Oh, here's, okay, here's the picture. But he's kind of looking cute? down here. Uh, then get then get him to look he up. He doesn't have Instagram. Oh, so who's the Instagram is he on? No, that's his. He has a like a clothing thing that he does. Oh, nice. Oh, he looks so cool. he's like artsy. So hey. let, me show, let me show you the WhatsApp picture. Oh, okay, let's see the WhatsApp picture. You can't picture. see his face nicely there either. Clearly he doesn't like showing his face. Oh, but he's got really nice face. Tell him we need a picture for the gram. And he must hey. he must do a whole <laughs> selfie and a shirtless one too. Um, wow. Yeah. So the other so the so it's the travel that I've been doing. So I went to Ghana, which was really nice. Um, got to go home to Kenya to do this Facebook thing, and did I got you to see Kempinski. I did see Kamumu, and then he kept asking me where when I'm coming back. I'm like, oh, Mumu, don't think. Oh, he is cute, guys. He is cute, huh? He is cute, and he don't comb his hair like other South Africans. <laughs> this South Africans don't like to comb your hair, eh? No. Yar, there's like not a single comb in this entire country. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so that's my good thing, Panda. Nice, you saw Kamumu. I feel like that's better than traveling. Yeah. And he's so big now. He's, he has so many words. He's he's snatching our edges. He's not the little baby who was like 
in an oversized t-shirt because he couldn't wear pants. Oh, gosh, he couldn't wear pants. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> he couldn't wear pants. But now, so I got to see Kamumu and I got to travel. It, it was exhausting. It was exhausting. Um, but and you had good wine on your travels. I did. Oh, there was one day I had really bad wine. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, it was in Ghana. But then the, that, but the day before, I had really great wine. In so Ghana. It was really good. And I got to stay at Kempinski, which I really What's like. Kempinski? It's where Obama stayed What's when he went to Kempinski? Kenya. It's a hotel. Oh, was this... Oh, with, for, for, for Fache, for Fache book. Fache book. When they're doing their oversight board, we'll see whatever trash they come up with. There. <laughs> yeah, I called you out. Stop blocking our shit. Anyway, what did they say about blocking your shit? Oh, they... Oh, we'll discuss that off the air. Okay, cool. Yeah, because, yeah, there's, there's things that we can do. And okay. there's people we can speak to. Because we know people in Facebook. Don't we? Yes, And people know you. Anyway, <laughs> so that is the end of our segment. Yeah. So? Panda? Where we chat about... Let me ask you for once. Tiffy, what we chatting about? I don't know. But, bruh, like... And that's why asking me doesn't work. You can't be this person. You Every, can't buckle down on your own podcast. I will like, buckle down. It, just, it makes no sense. You make no sense. Wow. But so actually, Panda, we're discussing something very serious. Actually, guys, no. But all seriousness, yeah. we are finally doing this topic. We've been dancing around it for like, what, a year? Yeah, pretty Babes. much. Every at time least, we're like... At least seven months. Yeah. Every time we're like, we're going to record this. We're like, yeah, yeah, no. But you see how our um, triggering is set up. Uh, yeah, and, and then we come to the studio and we're like... Ah, <laughs> maybe no, time. no. Let's do labels instead. Um, yeah. You also go listen to our labels episode. That was episode. a fucking cool podcast. It was a bomb episode. Like, go. It's like episode like 29, 39? 30. 30. 30. Yeah. yeah 30, 29, 39? Whatever. <laughs> 29? <laughs> but okay, you see? We're still uncomfortable raising we the are. topic. We're like... Guys... Uh, we're talking about abuse in queer relationships and yeah. spaces. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and Oof. this... Right I out think, the gate. Yeah. So if you don't know, Hala has... What is it, babes? Like a campaign? It's, it started as a campaign, campaign, but now it's just a feature of Hala. Right. It's, it's called Queering the Cloak. Yes. Um, and they chat about... So there's pieces that have been written. There's you've done Twitter thons as well. Yeah, we've done Twitter thons. They post about it quite often, where it's just a space to chat about abuse in queer in queer spaces. Mm. Um, and I think it's really important because I mean it's important in general to speak about violence and the violence that we incur, especially in spe- not especially but also in spaces that are supposed to be safe. Yeah. But also, just I for feel some like it context. lands more in spaces that are supposed to be yeah, safe yeah. because your guards are down. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I think, just to give some context, like last year was, yeah, like in 2018, was the calling out of, of the abusers by the queers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're saying this, actually, I was going to say it was mainly a South African thing, but I actually saw it popping up in a lot of space. Like I saw it popping up in Kenyan spaces. Yeah. Um, not as much in West Africa. African spaces. Waka. Uh, Western and Central Africa. Waka. Waka. Yeah, like I didn't see it as, but also uh, maybe it was in more private spaces because the way I was seeing it through Hala was on online spaces. Right. And like the, because you know in SA like things just pop off of like online like, babes. like, like no fucking chill. Yeah. Like it just, people were like tweeting, Facebooking, all about it. Yeah. So Panda's still giving context. Yeah, so that was the context, is that in our, you know, in our context, in our neck of, on, in, in, in our neck of the woods, yes. there was quite like, yeah, there was a, an explosion of people being called out, um, which obviously makes it more important to open space and to have these conversations because, yeah, Twitter was 
lit. Facebook was lit. Facebook was people lit. People was calling Socials people was out. People was not only calling out abusers, they were calling out like people who were defending abusers. Yeah. People who'd been friends with abusers and said yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Because that was a really big thing within the community where we protected these we people. protected these people, where we knew what was cutting mm-hmm. and we said nothing. Mm-hmm. Or we were just like, ah, but B, is it really abuse? Or yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I wrote. We should actually link the the piece that I wrote. Yes, to the bottom as well because, yeah, we'll just be like, ah, babes, they do such good work. They do. Are you yeah, sure? Especially. Are you sure? But we'll talk about that more within the activist yes, place. Yes, so let's not jump the gun. One of the things that um, is really deep about abuse, just in general, but I think sometimes it's a little more intense within the queer community. Is who's going to believe me? And we found this article in. On self, it's it's a website called Self, right? It's not, not on self, like on not Tiff. on self, like oh my gosh, <laughs> Tiff was like moving her soul. And the article is called "Who's Going to Believe Me? Why It's So Hard to Talk About Domestic Abuse in LGBTQ Relationships." So the article says that some patterns of abuse are the same across straight and LGBTQ relationships, with abusers aiming to disempower, disenfranchise, and hurt their partners. But there are distinct forms of abuse in queer relationships. Abusers might out their partner or threaten to out him or her. Being out isn't a black and white thing, says the person who's interviewed in this article, Messinger. Many queer people are out to some family and friends, but they may not be out to co-workers or to all of their friends. Silence around it because of the idea of building a second closet. So the silence around it is like this whole idea of building a second closet. And somebody actually wrote a paper on that. Yeah. On how you are basically shoved into a new closet when you are in an abusive relationship because of this whole idea of, you know, having to hide in a new way and in a different way and you're hiding something different. But also you're, that I think, and in the closet with you, in the second closet with you is your partner because you're hiding how they're treating you from other people, right? So it's not even about just protecting yourself, but it's protecting them Mm. as well so that people don't see them for the nuance that they are. Because, like, one of the things that... Um, but, okay, you can read the next bit. Oh, thanks, Tiffy. You're so gracious. I am so gracious. <laughs> but I was going to link to something else that at the, the bottom, but you can read the second bit. Mm-hmm. Thank you. An abuser can exploit the, this vulnerability... Oh, guys, I don't know how to read English anymore. It's okay. It fell off the boat it on the did. way here. An abuser can exploit this vulnerability by forcing a person to hold hands and kiss in public or by directly telling a boss, parents, and friends they are queer... Or trance. Um, the exact opposite can happen too. The victim can be forced to hide their gender or sexual identity, isolating them from community support and resources. The abuser may target a person just as they are grappling with their sense of gender or sexual identity, manipulating and undermining the victim's sense of who they are and where they belong in the world. That's like fucking A-class gaslighting, bro. It is A-class gaslighting. Like... And and I think that's when it brings this whole idea of a new form of abuse, like a new level of abuse from what we generally think of as abuse. Mm -hmm. Because we always think of abuse as this whole thing of like, it's a physical thing, always between a man and a woman as well. Right. So, and it's a physical thing of like, just generally being like beaten on and the whole quintessential where you get the black eye and blind stuff. So we don't see the more nuanced ways that abuse can happen. Yeah. Because so if, if two women are in a relationship, then people will be like, Oh my God, like 
how are women beating on each other? Mm. Right? They don't they don't take it seriously. Or if it's two men, they're gonna be like, Oh my god, you're a man and he's a man. Like why don't you fuck him up as much as he fucks you up? Yeah, like, like just come at him, bro. Yeah, people are just always kind of watering it down and being like, Ah, there's two of you, you are the same. How yeah. are you then allowing yeah. quote unquote this thing to happen? But the thing is abuse doesn't and even like when there's physical abuse, nine times out of ten it doesn't just come with physical abuse. No, no. Yeah. Like there's a lot more to it. But then, so the next bit says the abuser may use a person's gender or transgender status against them by making them ashamed of being gender queer, refusing to call them by their preferred pronoun and stopping them from expressing their gender identity through clothes or even access to medication. And because LGBTQ intimate partner violence is rarely talked about, people may not actually realize they're in an abusive relationship. Well, that's, yeah, I never thought about it like I that. I didn't realize I was in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Yeah, with my ex-girlfriend. I was actually in an emotionally abusive relationship. Yeah. She once nearly hit me. Yeah. And, and if she had hit me, no, yo, I would have seen stars. Because that, yo, that was woman she, was, was she strong. strong. Like, she once, same way, okay, sorry, trigger warning. I, is it too late to do a trigger warning now? I don't know. Um, we can put a trigger warning in the, in the, in show, the show notes. notes. Yes. Yeah. So trigger warning, she actually once sexually assaulted me, but I nev- I didn't actually understand it until, I think when we started the Queering the Cloak campaign, which was like nine, five, no. If we started in like 2015, it would have been like 10 years, no, 10 years later. It would have been like six years later where I was like, oh, that's what happened. That's crazy. Because you just, you really don't conceptualize these things. No, no, you don't. You don't. It It almost reminds me of, you know, working for an organization that I used to work for and and not necessarily this only existing in, in queer relationships, but in relationships in general where people are not aware or don't realize that you don't owe your partner sex mm. and that they it's not they're not it's not something they're entitled to purely because you're dating them. And having to really walk this thin line between so giving that information to say you you know you don't owe no one is entitled to your body but also not forcefully saying to a person oh you've been raped like you really have to be quite because you they have to sit with that right and you go home and you are like oh i just imparted some information yeah like drop some wisdom exactly exactly and you out you like boom i'm out but it just yeah it's i think it's something people really like if you can give information around autonomy but you have to be really be careful about telling people what their experiences mean mm. because you're not there to kind of hold that shit together um you yeah so that's that's part of our thinking notes activism. You're, you're spoiling oh, sorry. oh you're spoiling in how to help somebody who's thinking intimate partner violence as a woman spoiler alert but yeah what's we the always last pa- do spoiler we do though, what's yeah. the last pa- one panda one researcher says, I really felt this pressure to show that everything is great. She tells self, the magazine, not self, me. <laughs> or herself. Or herself. We, we, we just make jokes over all the time, but yeah. Also, we need some... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I felt that by talking about what happened between two women, I was playing into the hands of the homophobes and giving them ammunition to hurt gay people on a bigger scale. Bruh. This thing is fucking real, hey? It's so real. Like, we can't Yo. show our mess to, to the heteros because then they're going to come for us. Yeah, they're going to be like, you wow. see, you guys should not be part... Dude, it, took- it harbors so much, like, toxicity, that thing, huh? Dude, it, it harbors so much toxicity. took me so many years to not pretend my relationship was perfect to 
my straight like family and friends. So I'm like we told you that this gay yeah. shit ain't shit. Dude, like I spent so many years just basically being like they'd have a guan in their relationship and I'd and I'd slide in pettyboots.com and be like, <laughs> as women, we prefer to Like it's actually Actually, it's only you know when I went through my fucky time during 2017. Yeah, that was actually I think I can even find that exact WhatsApp where for years I have this WhatsApp group with me and two of my big sisters, um, and they're 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 with men and they're always like ah oh, my man this my man that my man this my man that me I was always like yeah 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 perfect, but it's only when shit completely fell apart like basically the sort of shit heteros divorce over yeah where I was like. We may be having some, some slight problems. troubles. The one that we have, we are currently experiencing turbulence. Yes. Whereas we're, like the plane was falling out the fucking sky. sky. So like the tail had come off, bruh, the engine like, was bust. The the pilot had been like <laughs> peace bitch and had jumped out with a parachute. That fucker was going down. Like it was over and that's when I was like we may or may not be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please right. buckle in. Uh, yes. The like you know the staff will still be serving drinks and snacks. Right. Um, it was hey, bruh. Like the and bar that, is still fully operational. It really is. <laughs> so like for like for me that 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 whole thing of not being able to speak on. So now by the time you're getting to levels of abuse, how do like, you even? How do you even start yeah, to float? Yeah, and then yeah. the problem is like the way we said within the community. If you float it within the community. You are now fucking with chosen family. Like, mm, mm. you're fucking with chosen family. And guys, it took so long for us to find each other. Now you want to fuck with that. Exactly. By going and being like, Manda's putting her hands on me. Or right. Manda's doing this. Now what are we going to do when the community is this small? Because even though the community is big, it still functions it's in small. these small pockets. Yeah, it's still small. Right? Yeah. So now it's sort of like, now you're making things uncomfortable. Right. And, and I've heard people actually float that, like... You're fucking with chosen family. How are yeah. we gonna squad? Hey, yo. Because please. even with like digital, like the digi- digital sphere, mm-hmm. the community in SA is small, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not small, but it's small in comparison. Yeah. And because of, you know, the internet and all that stuff and people like Hala, now the, the, the queer community in Kenya is, you know, has links to the queer community here, same as in Uganda, which makes it even smaller because. Now we're like, you know, this queer collective of Africans. Mm-hmm. And if you're fucking with, you know, the faves. Yeah. Not only are you pretty much, quote unquote, cancelled or not believed in your own, like, physical community, but also, like... A wider this, community. A wider community is like, Tiffany, though. Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like, right? we're trying to cancel X and... Because, exactly. Because there is, there, there are, there are actually examples of that. There's actually one person who has been continentally fucking with people you see continentally fucking with people because of their levels of access because of our queer african community they've been moving through the world i even saw them at a whole feminist conference wow a whole feminist conference i was like oh really b you were feminist oh okay but yeah so we're gonna take a short break and then we will come back with four myths about intimate partner violence in lesbian relationships, which I think can transcend to all queer relationships, some of these myths. So go get, go get your wine. Go get your wine. Go take a bathroom break. Yeah. Cool. And we're back. Are you back or not? I, I, I did not go to pee. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> you don't need to pee. 
I don't need to pee. No, neither do I, which is weird. I always need to pee when I get to the studio. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but Whoa. my bladder seems to be behaving. Okay, nice. but make sure you drain it, though. Okay, Cause, yes, uh, before we what's leave. it infections are not nice. What? Babes, blood no. infections. No. I've never had one, but no, I've neither vibe, but, but I've heard it's the yeah. pits. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love the way we're like, we heard some things. <laughs> yeah. We've never had one, wow. but we've heard some things. Okay, so Panda, are you going to tell us the first myth about intimate partner violence in... I want to rename this queer women relationships. Other than Four myths about intimate partner violence in homosexual relations. Homosexual... <laughs> And this is this we got from everyday feminism because we um, love everyday feminism. Yes, by the way, guys. we do. Just like we like feminism in India. <gasps> shout out feminism in India. Shout out. They guys. they gave us a shout out for the podcast. Yeah. They were like they put us on a top ten. They did. They did put us on a top. Indian 10. feminists are pretty badass. Dude. They're right up there with with uh, uh, South American, South American feminists. Yo, South American God feminists are damn. like damn. They didn't come to fucking play you. They did. They, they did. did. They came to set the world on no, fire. No, they did. No. Shit. Sometimes Those, I feel asleep at the wheel in my feminism. Hey. Those. Are my kind of people. What? Ouchies. Like where you, where, you, where, you, where you land in like South America and you're like, oh, okay, I might have to get back on the plane because I do not have the range. <laughs> I don't have the range. Pat will be like, my people. Tip will be home. like, it's hot and I don't have the <laughs> I'm range. Tip is like, out. so my visa is kind of oh, wrong. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> oh, my, my, my visa's for the UK. Oh, damn. I'm out. My bad. <laughs> okay, wait, tell yes. us the first one. Tell it us the first one. Myth number one. Women have equal power in a relationship, so the violence must be mutual. Wrong! Guys, do you not, like... Like, women are not a homogenous group, right? But also, the way power and privilege, like, set itself up and work, not possible this this myth hey? like, yeah like everyone has equal sense. power so you must come How? in and by everyone. virtue of having a vagina yeah so apparently everyone has a as equal power or so by virtue of or by virtue of identifying as a woman yeah then uh, you automatically uh, no so the article says many people believe that because women are supposed to be caring and nurturing again this yeah. other one hey they don't behave violently in relationships and that since they may be of relatively equal size and strength there may be no way that one woman can truly dominate and abuse another woman which takes it back to the whole idea that abuse comes in one form physical right it does not right it does not but also i mean all my partners all my 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 partners who identify as women have all been stronger than me and so it's like, even if it is... Oh, I might be stronger than Sipo. Yeah? It's because I pull dance. Yeah. Oh, no, but she does yoga. Yeah. Oh, no. You see, now, Ooh. so can we not play into that conversation as well? No. <laughs> I pulled... Ooh, she does yoga. No. Core strength. Everybody uh, got core strength. Do they though? Yeah. yeah so ain't got all, no core strength. Oh, it's no. getting better now. Yoga? She's not developing core strength. No, she's yoga. developed it now. She, before, she was like a noodle. Oh, shame. She just like... Oh, <laughs> she might as well have been a newborn baby. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so... Yeah, all my women identifying partners have been stronger than me, right? So it's a real all thing. of them. Yeah, even if we are just speaking about physical violence, like. But the fact is, it's a it, real thing. It comes yeah, in so many forms. Exactly. Yo, by the way, do we have a list of the forms viol- uh, abuse comes in? I think we do later on, right? Yeah. Recognizing signs of abuse. Oh shit! I don't think we do have a. Okay, we'll just we'll just. We'll now we can it. we can spitball it, right? Because I think there's five main ones, but it's okay, fine. Cool. So myth. Okay, so to continue on with that, intimate partner violence is a pa- pattern of coercive and abusive behaviors that are used to maintain power and control over one's partner. So it's not just physical, my people. No. While the person being abused in a lesbian or a queer or queer relationship may get the upper hand in some altercations, they aren't the person in control of the relationship. 
Physical assaults may go back and forth and so can hurt for words. That's why someone must also look at the power dynamics in a relationship to see what's going on. Yeah. So somebody could be fighting back, but you don't know they're defending what, themselves. Yeah, whether they're defending themselves or, or like perpetuating, yeah. Mm, or whether they're like the how the power dynamics are playing out in other places, such as mental like you can have like the way we this would be a good time to say the list. You can be financially abused. Yes. Where they're yeah, withholding finances. Yeah. You can be emotionally abused. Yeah. You can be mentally abused. Yeah. Um, there's also the... You can be medically abused. Yeah. Where they actually... Like Munchausen. No. no, baby. <laughs> Me, like <laughs> medically abused of... is like... So to give the example of a trans person. Uh-huh. Where their partner actually withholds their medication right oh so yeah. say oh like or even that's somebody who's Munchausen, a, that no. is not munchausen's no no so but even though munchausen's by proxy is abuse yes when the moms are making their children sick, sick because, because yeah munchausen's like by proxy yeah i used to watch so many documentaries on that i love you that's why we're friends i love listening to podcasts about munchausen's yeah i'm always like the fuck <laughs> like what are you doing and yeah. people are like yeah anyway yeah so, so you can be abused that's fucked up withholding that, medication so also, like if like say if you're a cancer patient and they right. refuse to take you to your treatments right but like, if you withhold like hormones from your partner who's trans that has such a huge ripple effect on their mental health on exactly you know, how how they physically function and and exist in the world that's Exactly. Yeah, that's fu- and that's, that's a form of abuse. Up. And yeah. and that doesn't make that I don't need to be eight foot nothing to put that sort of abuse on you. You do not. I can be three foot nothing. Yeah. Be three foot nothing with a limp. And still put that sort of abuse on you. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah, that's fine. Myth number two, panda bear. Sexual abuse doesn't occur in lesbian or homosexual relationships. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid the word queer. Why? Because, you know, Tiffy, we, we do not use queer as an umbrella term for LGBTI on this pod here, on this here podcast. Fine. Yeah. But homosexuals. But homosexual. Okay, fine. Same sex. Say, homosexual. No, but same sex is like, I don't know why. It's like trans exclusionary, you know? Is it? Same sex. Like you're in a same sex relationship? No, the people are the same sex. Sex? Yeah, like, but then it's like it's. That's why we were using queer. No, we must use homosexual. But I homosexual, like it's got very weird black like, biology laden yeah, connotations. But then homosexual makes it feels like it's just gay men. No, but there's not only gay men who are homosexuals. Really? I no, no. There's heterosexual and there's homosexual. Oh yeah, we're gonna do this in another podcast, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, I read through so, the notes. Do you I know like where this notes? is going. Get Fine. It? Fine, you can say whatever you want. I'm just going to call them relationships that are different. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I kid. Okay, fine. We're going to go with homosexual relationships. Change nice. approved. Okay, so myth number two again. Sexual abuse doesn't occur in homosexual relationships. Ah, okay. So we know that coercion plays a huge role in sexual abuse. Coercion. Not just the physical poof. Coercion. Yeah. As does the threat of violence. Sexual degradation... I did say that right, right? Yes. Can systematically tear down someone's sexual self-esteem and can lead a person to submit to sex or sex they find painful or humiliating just to get their partner to leave them alone. alone. Oh my God, that breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Saying that you doubt someone's sexuality, questioning their gender presentation, threatening to out them if they fail to yield to you or humiliating them in front of others by sharing private sexual information are 
other examples of sexual abuse. Yeah. But also, I mean, if we look at how the law defines sexual violence, mm-hmm. um, it's also quite... Includes, like, sexual violence within queer relationships because it's basically... So rape... So let's let's be specific. So rape in the South African constitution is defined as, you know, the pen- penetration of any of your bodily orifices by um, either a person's fingers, penis, or other things, right? Mm. Other th- so objects. Things, objects. That's the word I was looking for. It's okay. So objects. So even if someone forcefully penetrates, if your partner forcefully penetrates you with their fingers um, in any part of your body, counts as rape. Mm. And sexual. The, the definition of sexual assault is also quite... Inclusive. But inclusive. But then know. also sexual abuse is also that whole thing of having sex with somebody when they've said no. And like, but not only when they've said no, but like when they're uncomfortable with it. When they're and scared to say no. When they're scared. Yes. Thank you, Panda. That is where my brain was trying to go. Yeah. If you are scared to say no to your partner, that is a huge red flag. And it is a huge warning sign. And if the sex continues, that is technically... Yeah, sexual violence. Babe. Yeah, it's sexual violence. Um, but also just, I mean, the, our constitution is good, but yeah, the practice of it is it's, it's, nonsense. It's a, it's a whole nonsense. That's my new favorite word. Nonsense. Nonsense. Yes. It's like nyols, but and nonsense. Exactly. Tiffy, this is you. why you're my favorite. I got you. Nonsense. Hugs. Hugs. Okay, myth number three, babes. Lesbians. Lesbians. Almost. <laughs> Lesbians and heterosexual women have the same challenges when leaving an abusive relationship. This is not... The truth. Yeah? Tell yeah. me how. I'm, so, I, I don't know that. So the thing is, um, so with queer women have unique challenges to leaving abusive relationships that heterosexual women may not face. Homophobia in conjunction with heterosexualism, for example... Heterosexism, is a, babes. Oh, what did I say? Heterosexualism. <laughs> Whatever, change of proof. <laughs> Bad bitch. Oxford comedy. Uh, <laughs> for example, is a major societal barrier that does impa- that doesn't impact heterosexual women but frequently prevents lesbians from seeking help just think how many resources for ipv survivors do you know IPV intimate meaning intimate partner violence survivors you. do you know sorry i had to unpack <laughs> yes now how many now how many of those resources specifically advertise re- services for the queer community yeah. so in this like um so initially when i read this i was like let's not be um, divisive. Right. But then I realized that that's actually true. So now imagine when you go to a shelter, right? Yeah. Oh, actually, that, that actually goes on to thingy, right? So now the example of going to a shelter. Mm. When a woman goes to a shelter, number one, they, will, they might encounter... It's like the same challenges that are encountered by, you know, queer people when they go... Well, queer women specifically, when they go to access medical services. Yeah. It's a case of like, you don't need these services, because of the idea that, you know, queer women can't get STDs and STIs and HIV, you go and ac- try and access medical services and they're like, you don't need these services. Get the fuck up out of here, right? So it's the same way with accessing, like, sort of services for intimate partner violence. You go and you're like, my woman's hit me. If the person who you like, meet... like, bitch, how? Yeah, they're like, yeah, exactly. It becomes a bitch, how? Mm-hmm. Like, you are... And then it becomes a case of you're taking a space away from somebody who actually is getting abused. So even right. if you're like, I'm getting abused and I need to escape my partner, then there's that whole societal homophobia that comes in with it. And even like the whole idea of, um, there's, there's one example that I read in an article where women will go to a women's shelter and to get away from their partner. Then their partner will find out that they're there and their partner will go. 
as a whole woman and yes, be like, can I please enter this exactly, shelter? Exactly. And the people at the gate are like, cool, yeah. come in. Yeah. And next thing you know, but if a man turned up and was just like, hey, can I enter this shelter? They'd be like, nigga, pause. You better make like the end of a doggy's legs and pause. <laughs> oh my right? God. That is my favorite phase for like the I last... Really, you don't watch the Adventures of what is it? Something of Kimmy Schmidt. No, like you better make like the end of a doggy's yeah. legs and paws. I love it. <laughs> that is what we now use. But yeah, nice. so like that's one of the challenges. And so, can I add something that I just no? Of? This is this is the wildness with Tiff. Bitch. When you are asked to be called upon, you will be called upon. No, I kid. Say what you need to say. Abuse, babe. Tiffany. Whoa. Don't, I've lost my wine. Your part, don't don't be like this to Panda, okay? Panda! Please be nice to me. Okay. Um, so the thing I wanted to add is also that if you are seeking shelter, so as as you know, a lesbian or a bisexual woman, a queer woman, for all intents and purposes, um, if you are seeking like like a safe space and a shelter, mm-hmm. if you are mask presenting, they could also be like, no, because there's women in here and you're like a lesbian and yeah. you woman is your type yeah. and therefore women are not safe yeah. with you being in the shelter. That's also something that's, that's a real thing that happens. Yeah. That is like, thing. no, but like you're a lesbian, you're going to want to fuck all of them and then they're not going to be safe, which is, which leads us to myth number four. The abuser is always the butch. Yes. You want to read us? The diesel dyke. Go listen to our go listen to guys. Our seriously, go listen to our labels podcast. Like, yes. <laughs> I think after this, just go listen to it. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. So it says, um, first, a butch is not always present in lesbian relationships. Can we just so, say that? Yes. So not all lesbian relationships consist of a butch one and FM one. Please. Tanda, you don't have a butch in your in your. I really don't. In your in your le- lesbian relationship. <laughs> in my what? Your lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> I, 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 so the other to you, Tiffy. No, I don't. I thought I had a butch. I signed up for a butch <laughs> until I realized that I didn't know what a butch was. It's just like I thought I had and one. And now I have some sort of andro thing. I can't return it. No, I've lost the receipt. For too long. I've lost the receipt. Not used. It's used. <laughs> <laughs> you know the shops don't take them back. No. Because I can't find the bloody receipt. Your warranty? What about your warranty? So oh, expired? babes, it expired like Ish. three, four, five years ago. So Damn. How many years do you get for the average, like, when you think it's a butch? Like, <laughs> when you think it's a butch? I, I, bought it I think the average warranty is, like, four years. Four years? Yeah. Shit! <laughs> Guys, I'm, like, five years out. I tried to find the I tried to find the receipt. I promise you. I think she ate the receipt. She did. Yeah. She burnt. Told you my side piece ate the receipt. Because she's subversive, that side piece. She is side piece. piece. Like, Panda, Panda feels that my side piece needs to be swallowed. I do. Make that like, bitch walk. Make it walk. Make it walk. <laughs> but anyway, that's not the point. Um, so, no. yeah. So, first, not all... There's not a butch present in every relationship. And yes. second... There is no inherent link between masculine women and violent behavior. If there were then we would expect every masculine being to be violent. 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 Which is not true. I'm, I'm shocked it took us this long on to the podcast say violent. To, to say violent. I know, right? <laughs> That's how you know that this, this podcast has us on edge. It so does. This myth We're on the edge put, of our own lives. Bruh, this myth can put butch women at a grave disadvantage where they are attempting to leave an abusive relationship. Abusers are not naive to stereotypes, and a fem, feminine presenting lesbian or queer woman can use them to con, can use the, this stereotype mm-hmm. or the stereotypes to control their partner. 
They can do this by threatening to tell law enforcement or others that they are actually the victim, knowing that they will be likely to be believed because their partner looks more masculine. masculine. Do you know what I think people don't <sighs> realize with Satan with abuses? Just the same way we kind of are touch and go about it in terms of rape rapists mm-hmm. is that people do this shit intentionally, right? Yeah, like abuse is such, not a mistake. No, there's such Please a disconnect, no. right? There's such a disconnect because often people are like, no, you they didn't mean to. didn't understand consent. They didn't mean to hit. They didn't, all they these things. They come from and a bad thingy, exactly. so it just pops off like some sort of, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. We're, there's such a disconnect between us like seeing abuse and then knowing and acknowledging that it's not a mistake. It's not. It's a lot of the time. I'm not going to say 100% of the time because, you know, the world is Don't not black be, and white. Yeah. Most of the time, it's it's fucking intentional. It is. It is. Right? It's thought through. It's planned. It's legit. Are you recording us? No, I'm not recording. I'm checking the time. Oh. Oh, get it, girl. Get Ooh, it. Oh, you're so focused. I am focused. How, how long have we been chatting for? 36 Shh. minutes. Well, they oh. know because oh. they can <laughs> see at the bottom. Well, I can't see at the bottom. You yeah. t- tell me, girl. No, it was. No, you saw nicely. Oh, nice. Busy, like, flashing your eyes. Don't be looking at my thighs, okay? Don't oh. be looking at my thighs. Sorry. Sorry, Debbie. It's Sorry. fine. Okay. Okay. So, so Panda we... Panda's gonna tell us about activism and abuse. Because Panda actually wrote a really, really great out article. Yes. Article. Yeah. About and what was the article titled again? Shit nigga. Um, I don't know. Queering the cloak, queering the solution or something? Yes, que- so queering the cloak, as in queer, queering the cloak. Uh-huh. And, and then querying. queering like questioning the solution. Yes. Ha, queer. Get it. Because uh, he's a badass bitch. Yeah, sometimes I have really nice titles, don't mm-hmm, I? Mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so like I said at the beginning of this podcast, there was a lot of um, people who came out and, and have said, you know, certain prominent um, or not prominent activists have abused them. Guys, I hate when Tiffy's like on her phone when I'm chatting. I'm sorry, babe. Bobby, why do you keep doing this to Panda? Who are you chatting to? Um, I'm really writing. I came up with 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 uh my WhatsApp. Oh my god, she's still I'm doing this. Really, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Panda. Okay, sorry. Because Panda, you're talking Tiffy, not only to me. You, you're the you worst. Need, I'm talking. No, do, but babes, you need to remember that a podcast is like us sitting with a whole group of friends. So imagine if we were sitting here with like five other people Look if i picked up my phone i'm schooling podcast. you on podcasting like so if we were sitting here with five other people it'd be fine if i picked up my phone but now just because it's you but and they me they is he no Babes, they can hear you is he <laughs> have you not seen that meme about what it's like to listen to a podcast and like ah! and like also but i have this really big thing with when i talk to people and i'm talking to you right now directly Candy, right you're not talking to and me you're people, talking to the people yeah, no but i'm also talking to you you're part of the people's Damn, Panda. So like, if, so why are we if, having domains, bruh? Why are we having domains on the podcast? What are domains? Domestics. <laughs> We're having domestic uh, issues on the podcast. Yes. Okay, fine, fine. I, don't I put like my phone down. Who chat on their phones when I'm talking to them. But I don't do that to you in real so life. So if you're listening to this and you're on your phone, Panda's feeling some type of I am feeling way. some type of way. Even when I facilitate <laughs> workshops, I'm like, <clears throat> oh, you're that person. I am. Oh, shit. Exactly. You're that person. And going, how many people are in the workshop? <clears throat> fine. Okay, exactly. fine. I put my phone down. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Abuse in activist spaces. Yes. So like we were saying at the at the top of the hour, top of the at the hour. top of the podcast, mm. um, that um, last year there were quite a few people who came out on the socials mm-hmm. and outside of the socials mm-hmm. to say that prominent or a bit less prominent queers have abused them. 
And, right? we, and we're talking prominent, not in terms of like I'm on TV, but prominent no, in terms of in the movement. In the movement, right. what is the movement, Panda? Because not everyone is. You presume Ish. that everyone is an activator. I do an activator, mm. not an activist. Ch-ch-ch- an activator. The movement is basically the community, like the activist community, the right? activist community who are out exactly. there looking at rights. Yeah, looking at who are doing, things. who are doing activist work, who work for you know civil society NGOs. organizations. Ngos. Ngos. That was known as non-governmental organizations. <laughs> and Ngo. And Ngo. Exactly. Or independent, independent activists of mm. feminists. So you get the feminist movement and this is people, feminist activists who are... Feminist praxis. Sorry, I <laughs> well, really love no. You're the one who told me that first. <laughs> <laughs> so feminist activists who, you know, work directly from, you know, a feminist analysis, feminist framework. You get, you know, the LGBTI movement, which is, you know, focused on the gays you get the women's movement focused on the women the women's yeah um yeah so we thought we should include you know abuse and activism in this podcast as well because yeah it's it's, been... it's not immune from it no oh no babe. it's really not and you think oh, that it's immune because no. it's supposed to be a safe space because we're supposed to know better aren't exactly. we exactly so so actually this is how we start the first question i wrote is how does abuse happen in spaces where we are fighting against abuse right right? so because people ask themselves like but you're an activist right Mm. like how are you you're fighting against violence yeah but because that this cuts the issue of violence cuts across most movements because we are a lot of us all of us are violence is one of the things that we're fighting violence against women violence against queers violence against you know whatever Mm -hmm. and so the first thing i wrote was Activists exist in a patriarchal world and have as hard a time as any to unlearn the patriarchy, right? So this is one of those things where we can't, because someone is an activist, we can't place them on a different pedestal Mm -hmm. or a higher pedestal, Mm -hmm. right? Like we all come from the societies in which we come from um, and we all have a really difficult time unlearning the patriarchy Mm -hmm. and unlearning violence as a form of communication, Mm -hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> you have anything to say to that? Before no, babe. The next no, one? this this is your section. This yeah. is your section. This is, I'm Chad. No, you Chad. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to go. Education. Yeah, I'm here to go. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, no. Sometimes there's times when guys. There's a reason I asked Panda to be my uh, co-host, mostly because I I wanted to split the work with someone. <laughs> Swine, no, literally. but but no, it was also because you dropped some real knowledge. So there are times when I will just be like, mm-hmm. and you must just love it, Panda. But yeah, right. So following that is, there's a specific analysis to be made about how the violence we are faced living in black queer woman bodies has essentially fucked us up. Fuck black us queer all the way up. women and trans bodies has essentially fucked us up, right? Babes. Um, so we can't, we can't act like our analysis and our the solutions and the way that we deal with violence in the community cannot be devoid of that analysis or mm. that realization or mm. that knowing right we mm. can't act like like i'm saying we can't you know remove activists from the world essentially and put them on a different or higher pedestal and being like you know whack fingers and be like you should know better yeah um also we are activists i know a lot of people who come into activism because of shit that they've experienced right it's you don't just wake up i don't think anybody in grade eight is like oh my god I want to be an activist when I grow up, right? Yeah. It's not it's not a career trajectory like that. Yeah. Right? It's not something you study for. 
um, a lot of people I know have come into activism have come into it because they've experienced violence. Because it's a it's 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 from personal experience. Exactly. It's, it's from the way you view the world and things like that. Because exactly, and like, you want you you want to make it better. Yeah. Right. You because I only started Holla because. It's not because I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many resources. I just want to give back. It's because no. I was just like, oh my gosh, there is nothing for me. Holla exactly. Is, Holla is the biggest, what's it, ego project. I, one of the biggest ego projects I've ever seen in anyone's life. Yes. Because Com- I was just like, Complete side swerve. Yeah. One of the eroticas that I wrote, yeah. I read today because I was practicing. Yeah. Also, such panda I'm- reading erotica coming soon. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> It is such a, a masturbation piece. Like yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm like, if you want to know how to fuck me, then like this is you you go heat. So guys, you go heat. So this is a young shout out because I know some of y'all have slid into the DMs asking about pandas sexual and relationship status. Shout out to you people out there thirsty as fuck. Um, You're such you, a hater. No, people thirsty for you panda. Like yo, bro, it's like the Sahara out here. Like damn. Yeah, um, I'm taking another check. So right. Um, <laughs> What is the piece? Um, so dark juices go. Um, it's available for download, free download. If yes. you want to do research on panda sexy times, what what is the piece called? The one that I wrote alone. Yeah, uh, oh, it's the one you wrote alone. Yes, What's a, the, girl the, self, the girl next door. The girl next door. The girl next door. Ah, we will put like, we will put it on the gram. We yes. will put it on the gram once in a while. Yes. Right. So people know what's up. Yeah. What's up? Because y'all yeah, thirsty as you, fuck out I, there. It's like a play-by-play, hey? Like, if you not want to know the things. You because you guys eat. keep sliding into the DMs for Panda. <laughs> thirsty as fuck. Okay, anyway, back to what we were saying. Very serious things. Back to... So, these, these, these moments of comic relief are brilliant for such a heavy podcast. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I was saying, you know, we've experienced violence and that's how we come into this. Mm-hmm. And so we cannot, you know, think about this in a way that does not take that into account. Mm-hmm. Um, but also but sometimes, also. yes. So on why, you know, violence happens in, in activist spaces, power, right. Mm-hmm. Which is something that we've spoken about uh, like before and in this podcast, um, just now is power mm-hmm. and, and, and how power plays itself out and how, um, the person who holds the power is more in a position to abuse, you know, their partner. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether that's physical power, financial power, you social know, privilege, power. so ooh, social capital. Social capital is a real, is a fucking, real thing. fucking thing. Yeah. So, Wait, what is social capital, Panda? Because we've just thrown around a ten dollar word in a maybe four dollar conversation. What is social like capital, my baby? Fifty dollar podcast. Okay. We do. Yeah. Give us so, money for our podcast, goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> uh-huh. Social capital is so there are people. So Tip and I keep having this argument about who has more power. White women, or this is the best way I can think to explain this at this particular time. We, we, Tiff we and have, I have keep having this argument about who holds more power: mm-hmm. white men or white women, right? Wait, what? We do not have this. We, we know do. who do, who does though. No, no, but I keep Tiff. Wait, what? Okay, okay, okay. Speak to you. Why okay. are you like this, baby? Okay, because I feel like I'm about to fall on the wrong side of this argument, <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm be I'm gonna be voice not voice noted, but like what's what's it? Instagram Insta called out. Insta story called out. Anyway, so yeah. not to go into this argument that Tiff and I have. Yeah. No, because, don't worry. We have a plan. Yeah. Not to go into this argument that Tiff and I have because it'll take fucking three podcasts. Mm-hmm. But basically, I always say that white women hold more power. Not Because not only do they have uh, financial power. Okay, cool. Okay, capital, now, now, now I understand. Yeah, okay, not now. only do they have financial power, so mm-hmm. they have money. They have the resources. Mm-hmm. They are the bourgeoisie, since Tiffany loves Marxism so much. 
They are the boo. Yes, I do. I just like to say boxes. I know. (laughs) They are the bourgeoisie. They are the owners of production, right? Mm -hmm. But they also have social power. In, I mean, in the climate in which we live in now, social justice issues are quite. They have voice, right? Yeah, they, they, they're hot, Yeah, there's some gravitas Gra- behind them. Oh, thank you. That's one of my favorite words. Thank you for <laughs> using it on the podcast. Yes, I love you. So hot. they have they have oomph behind yeah. them, and and so that gives certain people a certain kind of power, mm. right? And so white women having capital, having the money, having the resources, but also having the social power of being women, mm. right? Kind of elevates. Because they have power now. They have diversified power. Yeah, because whereas it's sort of white like... Men, whereas white men have... Like, a white man comes on like to a social platform and says something. And nobody's it's finished. Bruh. It's finished. Like, Even other white yeah, men are like, I, I but boss. But you know, exactly, I... But exactly. as a white woman, you're like... You still yeah. managed to parlay. I okay. Exactly. Okay, B, maybe so that, maybe we needed the calm of the podcast for me to be like, I got you, B. Okay. Because so I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. clap back nicely. You so know? that's social capital where your your experiences your the things that you say you know your politics mm-hmm. are received well in public right and, and they allow you they they allow you access they allow you voice yes. they allow you loudness space. space exactly they manage to push you forward in a way that say money used to exactly where you could grease the wheels with money now yes. you can grease the wheels with with, with being that person ah, exactly all right so we sh- needed to take this off whatsapp that's what we needed to we, do. We, no i got you now <laughs> we don't even need to have this conversation no more nice. i'm good okay exactly so power to go back to this thing then mm-hmm. so i wrote here power mm-hmm. there are certain activists who hold and are given mm-hmm. um huge amounts of power as a result of the work that they do or their ability to articulate feminist politics. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, they, use the, they, they sometimes use this power to hurt others, mm. right? Whether it's in the movement, to hurt and control others. Whether it's in the movement or outside the movement. So, and also to cloud the waters if they are so... If it should so happen that they are called out, they exactly. can use it to, to cloud the waters where it's sort exactly. of like, like the way Panda said... Um, but they do such great work. I've, yes. I've done that. This is yeah. why Queering the Cloak started. Somebody who we found out was an abuser, but then we were like, but they do incredible work. And we were like, nah, no. And so we still worked with them. And we still... Then we we fucked up royally when we put somebody who was abused by them in their vicinity. Yeah. Um, actually, shit, we've done this twice. Wow! Yeah. Okay, no, you know what? Because part of this, the next part is accountability, right? Yes, girl. Cool, this is a nice way to segue. Ah, yeah, <laughs> stretch it out, Tim. Uh, did you even hear my yeah. back click? I did, I did. Damn, girl, like 85-year-old yeah. back, but it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, part of why we started Querying the Cloak was as a step to accountability to mm-hmm. our community. Because we basically, publicly, we endorsed an abuser. And somebody who's a fave who listens to this podcast, shout out, you know who you are, um, was like, I can't follow my faves anymore because they're putting an abuse on blast. And it was something very small and nonsense yeah. that we put on blast. But yeah. that was triggering and it was harmful. Right. And we did it because, like, it was that mindset of, but they do such great work. Like, outside, like, yeah, also we've this heard. person has landed the fuck. Wow, they are landed. They also, are. babes, have you met them in real life? I have. It, it, they, they, they cloud your mind. Yeah. They also, are they so speak, charming. They they're so artic- articulate. Yeah, Their social media posts politics. are on 1,000, yeah. which is what we reposted. Anyway, so we've done this 
on the socials and we've also done it in real life where yeah. we've worked with somebody who does great work but they abuse somebody and then we had the audacity with our fucking chest this holler to then put that person and be like oh okay um we want to do a project and we want to do a group project you come can, you, can you come as the abuser come. and the abused see let's all squad our girls because yeah. for the movement for the queers for the culture for the culture it was a fuck up. So basically, that's why Queering the Cloak started. It's not because we woke up one day and we were like, oh my God, we're so awesome. Yeah. And we really would need to tackle abuse and queer relationships. No, yeah. we, we you fucked, fucked up. up. So you want to tell us about accountability or I, not? I love that you can share this on the podcast. Yeah, no, like but you, see, it's the accountability. one. Yeah, bro, you got to be real though. You yeah. got to be real yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, being yeah. fucky. Because yeah. Holla, we, we stay being fucky sometimes. And that's another thing. Whenever Holla is fucky or even whenever our podcast is fucky, guys, please feel We're the need. never fucky, I lie. Sometimes. Panda, this is why no <laughs> Also, at the end of this, we're stopping and then we're restarting. Okay. You understand what I mean. Right? I do understand what you're you cool. mean. You're cool. That's right. why I love you. Um, so accountability, right? Because yeah, we must, we must move from understanding why things happen, but also to kind of rect, making sure that the the situation is rectified or as rectified as it can be. Justice for the people. And I'm putting you on the ground. Ooh. Okay. We should do a live recording. We're not doing a live recording, but we are, but we are just thinking the ground. Okay. You got to tell us about accountability. So accountability, um, we replicate what the general public do. We want to let people off the hook because we believe they have done good work, right? We're like, oh my God, but their politics are so beautiful. Fuck that. It's the same as R. Kelly. He can't not be held accountable purely because he is a talented artist. Yeah. The same applies in activism. Good work, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. is never a reason to not hold someone accountable. Yeah. Even more so in activism, actually, because we cannot, and I wrote this in capitals, cannot, cannot allow a no, disconnect really in capitals. to exist between what we say and what we do. Not when we are trying to envision freedom and equality. Babes. Like there can't be. Your, your spoken politic cannot be divorced from your, as Tiffany loves for me to say, your feminist praxis. Feminist praxis. It's not. Get it tattooed on your butt cheeks. <laughs> I want to. Please don't. Please do not get feminist praxis tattooed on your butt cheeks. Yeah, but it can't. Like activism, it's not it's not the job, right? It's not you're not walking into a bank, you know, punching in the numbers and going the fuck home and mm. leaving it there, right? Like this is people's lives. This is real life society changing work yeah. that you are trying to do. Yeah. You cannot it's not a 9 to 5, unfortunately, right? Nope. It's not a 9 to 5. You can't just be like Power for the people. And then, and then go home. home and be like, fuck the people. Yeah. Not a real thing. That's, no, no, no. Not, not a, a real goddamn thing. Yeah. So, and so the next thing I say is, oh, I love that. This was all for my brain. It was all for my brain. <laughs> this is why Tiff's just out here ad-libbing. Be like, ooh, drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> just like, boom. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing I say is that if we allow it to, So if we allow this disconnect to happen, Mm -hmm. abuse in the movement and how it is dealt with can add an extra. Oh, no, I lied. This is the No, let me start again. So if we allow (laughs) the learning from this situation, if we allow it to abuse in the movement and how it's dealt with can add an extra more nuanced layer to our politics. When there's a perpetrator outside of our spaces, we are gung-ho about justice, right? We so are. If, we are. We yeah, take to the streets. So some cis we're ready to man burn some shit. has been accused of rape. We're, we're ready. like, 
batten that motherfucker down, right? <laughs> and then when his mom comes to court to support him, we're like, this bitch, princess of the fucking patriarchy. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're brutal. We're ready. Oh, we're ready. We're brutal. We're, we're not... Yeah. Mm. So I say... Um, when the when there is a perpetrator outside of our spaces, we are gung ho about justice, expecting their loved ones and friends to just cancel them. But we have seen when our when our own friend is called out as an abuser, we see that you don't automatically stop loving this person. Mm-hmm. And this should allow us to see and treat loved ones of abusers with as much humility and dignity as we treat yes, ourselves. Yes. Right? So to to you don't you don't need to be violent yourself. Mm-hmm. In order to hold people accountable, right? Mm. You don't need to bully a bully. Like, how are you? How does that solve anything? Yeah, right? If you're accusing bully. someone of of violence, you don't need to bully the people that love them, mm. right? You don't need to bully them because it's hard. It's hard when someone that you love has been accused of violence. It's hard to de- to decenter mm. your narrative of this person, which I wrote on Facebook. Is that when I'm accusing Tiffany of violence, right? I don't give a fuck that she was nice to you. Like, your experience with Tiffany is not the center yeah. of what I'm saying, yeah, right? I, I, I really don't give no, a No, I'm not. Like, There's my bag of fucks. It's empty. There's nothing in There's here. nothing in the bag of right? fucks. Right? And so, we need to be... It's hard, mm. right? We don't need to bully other people, mm. right? In order for them to do the right thing. Yeah. There are other ways in which we can help them to do that. And I think... Now knowing what it feels like when your loved one has been accused of abuse or your friend or your colleague or your whatever, mm-hmm. kind of, I think, should extend to the work that we do outside of the community and how we treat other people. Yeah. Um, and then I say, but we also know that perpetrators should be held accountable. 100%. Regardless of how loved they are. Yeah. We need a feminism that can hold all of us. A, fem- a feminism that can be like... Shit, it's hard. Tiffany is probably going through a hard time because someone has accused Miss Fifi of violence. Miss, what? No, no one accuses Miss Fifi of violence. See, this is see now. Now, now, because, now, because, now because, you and me gonna have a fucking time. Because, because my my understanding of this is more nuanced. Is it? The- I shall not drag you by the edges, right? Mm-hmm. I have. I shall treat you with humility, right? Fine. But also, whatever. Being like. Miss Fifi needs to account, Tiffany. Okay. Miss Fifi yeah, does need to I'm account. I'm my fingers at her. Like, so we need a feminism that can understand how difficult it is in, that, in such a situation. Mm-hmm. But also that is like, okay, we can be gentle, but we're holding people accountable. Like, fuck that shit. Like, nobody's getting off the hook because they loved by thousands. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going to bully the people who love them because of it, mm-hmm. but they need to be held accountable. Yeah. So, so the last thing is that, so there's a video on YouTube. Um, it's not a twerk video, is it? No. <laughs> Damn it. There's a video on YouTube. If you go onto the um, channel of the autonomy, the autonomy. If you go onto the channel of the Coalition of African Lesbians, there are a series of autonomy videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is on, it's either power or oppression. I can't remember. And there is an activist on there. Shout out to you because you're my fave. Fave. Um, but I won't put you on blast because I haven't asked if I can say her name in the podcast, who says that, I think it was, a I can't remember if it was oppression or power, but was speaking about how the biggest thing um, and one of the the most fucked up ways in which the patriarchy fucks us up mm-hmm. is it kills our ability to create, right? Mm. It kills our ability to imagine. So mm-hmm. that we can't imagine, like how like, how are you in a non-monogamous relationship? Like, 
but monogamy is the thing. Like, how do you how kind how of are you branching out? out exactly? And even if you're in monogamous relationship, how can you be in a in a monogamous relationship other than what has been prescribed? Exactly. Live together, two point four kids. We we even telling you how many kids to have. Exactly. And you must have this amount of money. Exactly. And you must get married this way. Exactly. Yes. So it kills our ability to be able to mm-hmm. see beyond the patriarchal structures, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I say we need to be creative. The patriarchy has really taken this away from us. The ways we are able to imagine new realities. Mm-hmm. I.e. Um, oh, so then I was giving myself points on what to speak. No, well done, babes. <laughs> Handle so, your speech business. Yeah, so there are feminists who are very critical of the prison industrial complex, right? And how Damn. they are. So Tiffany's like, oh, okay, this Woo. is where this podcast is Got going. expensive and just like looking in her <laughs> bank and she's like, um... Okay, so maybe I should take out a small loan for this conversation. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yes, so there are feminists who are critical of the prison industrial complex because only a certain kind of person gets incarcerated, right? So American jails, I think, full of black men, full of black men, and black people are minority in the states, right? Yeah. How are they like ten percent of the population and like like fifty five percent of of the the like, I, I think I even underplayed it, right? Right. I was thinking about that today. I was like, there are so many black men in jail. Yeah. But even here, right? And even a... the death penalty. Yo. Exactly. They just like... Foo, On death row. Foo, How many foo, black men are foo, on death row? Right. But even here, there's a very particular kind of black man that is jailed, mm-hmm. right? Even if we are in the majority of the population. But a, a certain kind of identity is, is policed jailed. and is incarcerated. Yeah. And so we, so we have feminists who are critical of that. Mm-hmm. And who then kind of think about what does it mean for justice? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for holding people accountable? What does it mean for justice if we are saying that the way in which the justice system is carried out is abusive and oppressive to a certain kind of identity? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know if we're at, I don't know who has thought beyond that to be like, okay, we have a critique, but then what's the solution? If the criminal justice system is fucked up, but people need to be held accountable, how do we how do we then do that? And I think we need to be we need to have the same sort of analysis and critique in terms of abuse in in in, in activist spaces and in queer relationships. Because if we know that jail is like this, and this is how this institution works and oppresses people like me, how do I then send someone like me to account in that way? Mm. Right. How do I send a mask-presenting queer woman mm-hmm. to jail when I know what's going to happen to her in there? Mm. How do I completely cut off the income of a queer person, a black woman in mm-hmm. South Africa? How do I say to them, knowing no one should the hire system. them, knowing what is going to happen to them on the streets mm. if they do not have an income, if they cannot afford a place to stay? And knowing if, even the, the challenges they face, even if they didn't have all this other right. stuff behind them. Yeah. Exactly. So... In holding people accountable, which they a thousand percent have to be, mm-hmm. we can't we can't rely on the shit that we've critiqued as being fucked up. So in order we to need to find new ways, which which is hard. Shit, nigga. If you ask me what those new ways were, no, I we're would gonna have a podcast about know. that. After, but, but also, dude, we had have... a research we had a research project where we were gonna figure that out, and then yes. it fell. Yeah. Okay. No, but we'll, t- we'll Tiff and Matt are gonna, gonna be about work. that life. But I feel Panda, like I just gave like I just gave a whole political education. You did. <laughs> and that is why we are actually gonna wrap up this podcast. This is actually part one of this podcast on abuse in queer relationships. This is part one. 
please, please, please make sure that you check out part two, which yes. we will put up. But yeah, are they so, going to come out one after the other? Yeah, the, well, not in the same thingy. They will be maybe a week apart. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, so but okay. they will come out one after the other. So this is part one. Thank you for joining us. And this was a really tough topic. Thank you for everyone who stayed till yeah, this moment. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there's probably a lot of people who jumped off because this shit was mad triggering. Um, if you couldn't listen to it all in one go, that's okay. If you could, that's okay. If you couldn't finish it, that's okay. Also, you wouldn't know that thing. I'm saying this if you couldn't finish it because right. this is at the end. Um, <laughs> also, yeah. for part two, maybe do like a listening party. You know, yes. you like viewing parties. So yeah, so have a listening party. You can chat party. to the people that you're sitting with. Yeah, so maybe kind of actually, unpack. actually, that's a good idea with this yeah. one. Have a listening party. Have this in your community. Maybe have this as a topic of conversation. You don't have to have all our... Actually, have listening parties for all of them. But yes, <laughs> we are actually going to say goodbye. Yeah. This time we're going to say goodbye with Gravitas. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say we out. Right? No. I'm just going to say goodbye. Yeah. And we will catch you in part oh, two. Oh, now I'm shook. Shook. Let's, why don't we end the way we normally end? I don't know. It just, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Plus, because this is part one. This is the first time we've ever done a part one and part two. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So, actually, we'll catch you in part two. That's how we're going to end. Yes. Say bye, Panda. Bye. Catch you in part 20.